News Hour, sponsored by the Freedom Times newspaper and AmericanFreedomNews.us. It's great to have your company. And for more great company, please join us in the chat room, freedomtimes.chattango.com. Um, and why don't you jot down the phone number for call-ins. We'll be taking call-ins on the second half of the show today. It's area code 512-248-8252. So, Mr. Don Walsall, the founder and editor of the Freedom Times. Aloha, Don. Hey, Patricia. Um, you know, I, I always keep uh, wanting to go to the chat room myself, and I always forget. Uh, could you? I know you said chat tango. Could you sort of slowly spell that out so that people listening? Yeah, might let me make sure. Let me make sure I've even got it right. Okay, Freedom. I don't think it's the Freedom Times. I think it's just Freedom Times dot. Chat Tango. Let me try the Freedom Times. Let me see if I did it the wrong way. I might. Oh, here we go. Let's see. The Freedom Times. Dot. Chat Tango. C H A T A N G O. Dot com. The Freedom Times. All one. All one. No spaces. Dot. Chat Tango. Dot com. All right. Well done. Cool. Thanks. Hey, listen, Don, your blood is going to boil today when you hear our guest story. It's egregious and has way too many coincidences to be coincidental. Mr. Ammon Bundy is here with us. I'm pleased to be speaking with him, but completely disgusted by what's happening to him now. The powers that shouldn't be were successful in assassinating Mr. Lavoy Finicum in Oregon in cold blood. However, Mr. Bundy and his co-defendants were acquitted in federal court in Portland. Despite the judge, Comrade Brown, telling one of the defense attorneys they couldn't get an acquittal in her court. In the, in the Nevada case, the judge, Comrade Navarro, was forced to dismiss the case um, of the BLM's raid on the, on the Bundy Ranch, uh, charges that stem from that. Why? Because a whistleblower named Clint Wooten sent two emails. The first email told the outrageous truth of the government plans to destroy Clive and Bundy, 
kick him in the teeth, and include a kill list where Ammon was uh, to be the first target. The second email was even more damning. Comrade Navarro put it under seal. One attorney told me it made the first email look like a bedtime story. Well, last campaign cycle, Ammon Bundy ran a very focused and strategic campaign for governor of Idaho. And like Arizona, Nevada, and so many other states, we clearly can't trust the ballot count. Well, now what's going on is because of a young couple's little baby, his name's Baby Cyrus, he's known as, had a health issue that he could only keep down his mother's milk. Doctors misdiagnosed him twice, and the sweet young mother called to reschedule a checkup because she had the flu one day. The doctor had CPS and other Idaho agencies arrest the mother and her sister and kidnap the baby. The details are horrific. And through the efforts of the baby's grandfather, Diego Rodriguez, Ammon Bundy, and, and the People's Rights Organization, protests were held and baby Cyrus was returned to the family pretty quickly. Not the usual four months and sometimes never when CPS kidnaps a child. Now, you ready for this? The hospital is now suing Ammon and Diego Rodriguez for $7.5 million, and it gets worse. Don, why don't you welcome Mr. Ammon Bundy to the Freedom Times News Hour? Hi, Ammon. Are you there? I'm there. How are you doing? All right. Good. Uh, yeah, we've never met, uh, but you're somebody I've respected and admired for a long time, and uh, I know you've been through a heck of a lot, and Unlike so many Americans, you don't just talk, uh, you, you walk the walk, and uh, you've been a great role model and inspiration to a lot of us out there, and uh, all I can say is thanks for everything you've done and everything you continue to do. Oh, thank you, Don. I, you know, I, I didn't plan on having any type of uh, influence or voice or anything, but the Bundy Ranch kind of gave me that, and I felt feel like well, much is given, much is expected, and so where I can help, I do. Well, that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Patricia. I know you're very familiar with with Ammon and the travails and the successes and everything else he's been through. Yeah, well, this one is absolutely shocking to me, Don, and I, I couldn't agree with, agree more with what you've said. So, um, Ammon, catch us up. I mean, they've issued a, they say you're in contempt of a protective order. Well, first of all, how is baby Cyrus doing? So they, <clears throat> shortly after the, uh, everything that happened in Idaho here, uh, they just felt like they had to move. They moved to Florida. They continued to, uh, you know, get, get good doctors around him. It's not like what he had was, called a uh, cynical uh, vomiting syndrome and it's it's pretty rare but ultimately when they tried to introduce him to <clears throat> solid foods he would throw up and it would be I mean it'd be a cycle like he would throw up and throw up and he was just fine on his mother's milk so it wasn't like there was a you know malnutrition issue going on they took him to the hospital because they were worried about him being dehydrated and of course the doctor betrayed them ultimately i think he laid out pretty good what what happened there and uh because of a missed appointment they called cps and uh literally sent the meridian police after them found them and then stripped the baby away and it didn't just happen like uh like uh oh they took the baby away. Of course, the mother begged to go with the baby. They said, yeah, you could go with them. They get him in the hospital, the ambulance, and then they strip the baby away where no one could see him. And because she was so concerned about the situation, she didn't just give him the baby like a good mother uh, should. So then they arrested her for obstruction of justice and booked her in the 80 County Jail. Anyway, it was a terrible, terrible situation that was completely... Wicked. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, complete breach of trust. And now that baby's in, you know, the hospital, and the state has taken custody. So of course, you know, I know I know this family. Like I I knew I know this family very well, and so I knew for certain that the baby was loved and cared for. 
And I also saw that there was no claim of abuse or neglect at all in, in any of the legal documents. None of the state's reports ever claimed that there was abuse and neglect. And in order to legally take a child away from their parents in Idaho, you have to have extreme abuse or extreme neglect. And so this was just wrong from the beginning. It was a terrible situation. It was very traumatic for the family. And uh, knowing the father, we, we went to work and started bringing a ton of attention to it. And well, uh, Hannah, got, let me ask, let, let me ask, I heard you say something the other day about how they treated the baby, that they gave the baby a bottle, they left him in his vomit. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so, you know, the, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to explain to people who have such trust in the state. They, like, they just don't question the institutions. And, and the way I was able to, like, kind of articulate this is ultimately these people who work for the state and work for the, the uh, like, the hospital, which St. Luke's is the largest hospital, our largest employer in the state. So they, they're the, the, the largest institution, most powerful institution, private institution in the state of Idaho. So anyway, people have such a hard time believing that, that they uh, would do something other than just what, what is good and what is right. But these people believe that they, they believed that they could take care of that baby better than, than his parents. And the very first it's illogical. really few hours, well, yeah, it is. And the very first few hours they had the baby, they give him a bottle, and they're like, see, he's drinking the bottle just fine, not, not having any idea what's going on. Because he would always drink a bottle, uh, but if it didn't have his mother's milk in it, he would throw it up. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, within a period of time, he threw it up. And then, of course, they're not checking on him often. Uh, his mother would be right beside him. If he threw up, she would clean his clothing, bathe him, take care of his bedding, love him, nurse him, and, and comfort him, and then put him back to bed. Well, they didn't do this, and he lays in his vomit at the hospital at St. Luke's for who knows how long, but long enough that he had burns on his body, on his face and head and body, from laying in his vomit. And that's the care of the state versus the care of a good, loving parent. And they had the audacity uh, to think in some way that this baby was in better care of with them and the state institutions than with his loving mother. Now, I could, Ammon, I could have seen this if they wanted to bring the baby in for observation, but keep the mother with him. Well, why would you arrest she the mother and them. separate her from the baby? It's it's absurd. It is absurd. She begged them to. It's all on video. She begged them to please let let her let him or let her go with him. And actually, ice was ice. <laughs> I was actually on a phone call with her when they were taking the baby, and I was advising her, "Hey, look, they're they're going to take the baby. There's not much we could do about that, but do everything you can do to go with the baby." And uh, they they were just I mean I don't know how to explain it other than it's just it it's wicked and it made no sense whatsoever at all. And well, St. Luke's is very upset that you're calling them wicked. <laughs> well, it goes further than that because then when he wouldn't take a bottle, he kept throwing it up and throwing it up. Then they tried to you know give him nutrition through an IV. Well. That doesn't work very good for a long period of time, so then they shoved a, a nasal feeding tube down him. Oh. And all of these things were to try to compensate for his mother's milk. And meanwhile, his mother's literally outside the hospital crying and begging to come in and to feed him and hold him. And they, no, they won't. They just want to shove tubes and needles in him and, and, you know, not take care of him. Well, these are the facts. These are the facts that I was saying and, and will continue to say about St. Luke's and their care. 
not only that, it was St. Luke's doctor, Eric and the, Eric, uh, Natasha Erickson, that actually called the CPS in the first place. So, you know, St. Luke's wants to act like they're the saint when really they're the cause of all of this. And, exactly. and well, for me know, not to Anna, speak Anna, out. I used to report on CPS quite a bit. And when they um, when CPS wants to take a child, they usually have to get um, a warrant signed from a judge. A, a judge signed this? Yes, the judge signed oh it. But with mm. with no, you know, with no Information. proof or requirements or nothing, just, hey, we want you to sign this, and she rubber stamps it. You know, I'm looking at what Patricia wrote, and she said that, uh, Ammon, that the you're being sued for $7.5 million by the hospital. Are you being sued personally, or is it your organization? And, uh, I mean, this sounds like a classic case of what they call lawfare, where they try to put opponents of the state out of business through uh, nuisance suits uh, because they have a lot more money than, than the people they sue. That's exactly what it is. And they're suing, so they're suing me personally. They're suing Diego. They're suing what, people's rights. Based on what? I mean, what, what's their cause of action? I'm sure it's spurred. Spur. They're saying defamation. Defamation. Oh, jeez. Well, defamation is they're, only they're when actually, you lie about someone. Defamation is well, only when you lie. You're just telling the, exactly what happened. How is that defam defaming anyone? We'll, we'll talk about defamation, defamation in a minute, but go ahead. Well, they're saying that we, they're saying that not only that we lied, which is just absolutely not true, <laughs> but they're actually saying that we did it only, literally solely for money and so that people would um, subscribe. And, I mean, it's it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's almost, it's, if it wasn't so serious, it'd be comical because, I mean, here, Diego, how, they're suing the grandfather. How long did they have to think that one up? Oh my gosh! They're, well, you they're know, just they gotta, drawing at straws there. No, but they have a. They know it doesn't matter because they have uh, the most powerful uh, uh, law firm in Idaho, and they're paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Literally, have have just said, you know, wrote them a blank check to yeah. uh, crush us, and so. It doesn't matter. This is this is that lawfare that you you know you were just talking about. Dan was just talking about. They just it doesn't matter. They overwhelm the courts and they just. I mean, we're talking about thousands of documents a week that they're producing. And, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I mean, I'm getting reams reams of paper weekly. Well, I've, I've been through reason? that. It's not a pleasant. It's not pleasant, and that's part of their lawfare too. Just to overwhelm you and wear you down. Well, you think the green yeah. people would be complaining about this for all the paper they're wasting? They're <laughs> destroying the rainforest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an abuse of the courts, and it's just a shame that the court won't put an end to it. And which you know, kind of brings me to another point because when this all happened, one is. I wasn't going to legitimize their claim by responding to to the suit, but but it was also a strategic move because I looked at you know at because when they first started the suit they only wanted they were only asking three hundred thousand dollars which is a lot you know but they were saying we're just doing it and we're going to go to, we're going to give it to a charity and. Uh, we're just doing to make, you know, to make the point, to make them, you know, accountable. Well, and I said, well, I'm just not going to participate. The worst that they're going to do is end up with, you know, $150,000 split between Diego and I, the 300000 split. And I go, and that's cheaper than me trying to litigate this case because I had gone to attorneys, law firms, and they were very clear that it would take at least three full-time attorneys in order to respond to just respond to the litigation in the case, not trial preparation, not anything else. That was just to respond to the litigation. And so I'm looking at this going on for years, and you know, $150,000 would be probably pretty cheap 
to get through this case uh, compared to hiring attorneys at that level of response and paying them for and, for and that's, uh, and that's where it should have a stopped. year. And Ammon, that's where it should have stopped. When you didn't reply, it says right on the summons, if you fail to reply, a default judgment may be entered against you. It, 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 that's it. It should have been over. That's right. And I planned on that. But she allowed it to, the judge allowed it to go on and on and on until now. St. Luke's has amended the, the, the complaint four times now. And it's gone from 300000 to $7.5 million, And they've racked up, who knows, at least a half a million dollar uh, legal fees that they think they're going to, that I'm going to pay. And, um, and so, and it's all because she did not follow the law, because Idaho rules of civil procedure require her to default, and she wouldn't. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. There's more to this story. Thank you, Ammon. Stand by. We'll be back. A woman on the radio talks about revolution when it's already plastered by. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Talking with uh, Mr. Ammon Bundy, I'm here with Mr. John Wassel. Ammon, um, this is an outrageous, outrageous story, and I've covered CPS a lot. <laughs> I stopped because it's dangerous, but um, this is an outrageous story. And uh, in, in how you're being, um, just a paper mill is being run against you 
when it should have just been over uh, on the first time you didn't reply. Yeah, the, this, again, the go ahead. That this, there's something more nefarious going on here, though, and it's not a coincidence. And it, to me, it's just divine intervention. I don't watch television. I, I doubt you do. I know Don doesn't. So, I mean, the other night, uh, the other morning, I got a call from Mr. Jim Ahmet up in South Dakota. He's someone I met um, outside the federal courthouse in, in Nevada um, dur during you folks' trials. And um, he called me and said, Patricia, you're not going to believe what I saw last night. And he said he was watching a show on CBS. It was called, um, he knew it wasn't a real story um, because it was about a rancher in Wyoming in this pretend town. And he knew it wasn't real because he knows Wyoming well. And it was about a, a rancher who um, apparently uh, shoots two BLM agents on his property. And then the FBI comes to, uh, sort out, to sort that out. And they say, yeah, he's like Ammon Bundy. How'd you feel watching that show? Well, it aired on April 18th, you know, this month. And it was the same day that the judge uh, issued a, an arrest warrant for me. And, I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that's a coincidence. Um, at the same day, I get, and it's a civil arrest warrant uh, for this case. Figure that out. This is a lawsuit, and the judge is issuing an arrest for my arrest for me, and she's calling it a civil arrest. And then the same that same day, CBS on their hit show FBI Most Wanted uh, drops my name in an infamous way, uh, and it came just a couple days after um, the. Uh, incident where the sheriff's uh, deputies, I run them off my property because they were browsing through my house, or not through my house, but through my buildings. And uh, anyway, and then the sheriff claimed that he's not going to serve me anymore because he felt like tensions were rising between me and the deputies. And you can see this buildup of of basically this narrative of, of me try, being dangerous or violent in some way, which I've never been, ever. And uh, oh. and then this collusion between the FBI or whatever's going on with this CBS show and and then the arrest warrant coming at the same day. Uh, you yeah, know, that's what's been... Too, it's a that's little what's too coincidental for me. A little too <laughs> yeah. coincidental for me. Too many coincidences say no coincidence at all. And so, so this is a. Um, I feel like this is a more concerted effort now that we have this um, this real defamation case going. You know, with, with CBS, every every rancher should be up in arms about this. By the way, because they're they're trying to paint a picture. Um, it wasn't just some thirty year old rancher. You know, thirty five year old rancher. It's an it's an older man in this series, and they're trying to make it like Mr. J uh, George Allen Ke Kelly on the Arizona border, who. Um, who they're accusing of shooting um, a, a, an illegal that's already been deported, but it, it, they haven't even done the ballistics test after keeping him in jail. It was outrageous. So I think they're defaming ranchers everywhere with this show. I know some ranchers that would probably have liked to do that, but they're good men and they didn't. I'm sure Wayne Hage, that would have been something that he would have enjoyed doing. But um, because the let's just review that for a second. The federal judge in, in, the, in the Wayne Hage case, said that the BLM agents had um, committed a laundry list of felonies against them. So that's all I'm going to say. I think ranchers should be up in arms about this as well as you, because this is absolute defamation. Yeah, when you, when you watch the show, which I watched it up until they dropped my name just a little bit after, it, the entire thing is propaganda against ranchers, uh, claiming constitutional right, claiming private property, and it's it's just a uh, a complete propaganda episode. It is. We'll, we'll we'll be back shortly. Stay with us. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. talking with uh, Mr. M and Bundy. I'm with Mr. Don Wassel, the founder and editor of the Freedom Times, and I want to encourage you to run over to AmericanFreedomNews.us and get a subscription to the paper, man. It's awesome. I mean, it, it's worth getting. There's a special on right now, but it's worth getting just for Don's uh, monthly monthly report, his intelligence report. I mean, it it's a great rundown of what's going on in a very concise way, so I think you'd enjoy it. Um, before we um, get back with Ammon, I want to give out the phone number again. It's 512-248-8252. And Ammon, I'd like you to talk about the people's rights and, and why you um, started that organization. So um, the people's rights, organize, or it's a network. It's not really, you know, organization, if you will, although we're organized. But it's a network, um, and... People can join, and then they become connected with other people that have joined in their in their area. Uh, their information does not go out public to anybody else uh, because it's it's protected by what we call area assistants who have been vetted and who understand the purpose of the system and the network, and uh, and also who you know who we trust. And there's a lot of effort going into finding those key people to be the gatekeepers. But ultimately what happens is if there was an issue, if it doesn't matter if it was the government or if it was uh, something else going on where your rights were uh, uh, threatened or endangered or something was happening like this case with, with baby Cyrus, 
you can contact your area assistants, and then they can uh, contact everybody in the area to come together to defend those rights. And that could be an eminent defense or a long-term. And uh, it has, I mean, we have seen it work many, many times. For example, when we were kind of in the, the beginning days of COVID, quote, quote, right? Um, mm-hmm. COVID there was a mother in Washington. Yeah, I more. So there was a mother and a father that first time uh, parents uh, go into the hospital, have their baby, and uh, they have the baby. And before she delivered, they give her a COVID test. Anyway, with quotations, I say again, right? And uh, she was negative. Not that that means a whole lot, but anyway, then she has the baby. They give her another test, or maybe no, right before she had the baby, they give another test, and she came up negative. So she has the baby, and they literally take the baby away. The mother or the father does not even get to hold the baby, nothing. They take the baby away. This is in a Washington hospital, and put her put the baby in basically away from the parents and quarantine the parents. And then say that they they informed her that she tested positive, so they're not going to be able. She's not going to be able to have, uh, you know, contact with the baby. And they said um, that we're going to discharge you from the hospital. You can come back twelve days later, get another test, and if you're uh, if you're negative, then you're going to have to wait. I think you said another two weeks before they could get the baby. Well, obviously, that's not okay, and so we uh, activated the network, and within just a few hours, we had over 7,500 people that were either making their way to the hospital. There was hundreds of people that showed up at the hospital uh, because of the network was activated, and thousands of people that were calling, calling the sheriff's department, the police, calling uh, the hospital. And it didn't take, it It only took a few hours of that. And the hospital said, well, hey, we did all this because it was the uh, Washington Department of Health and uh, Services that required us to do this. We're, we're, we're not, no longer going to keep the baby. We're going to discharge the baby. And the family got back together and then they went home. And there's been many examples like that, including baby Cyrus, um, uh, of how the network I, I works. Call, I, made, I made calls to that hospital <laughs> that time. Yeah, so you remember that. Yeah, I mean... It, yeah, I sure do. When, you, when you're directing that type of effort and you can do it because of a network of people showing up, people calling, emailing um, from, from either just local people because everything's broken down in an area where there's, you know, two or 300 people or more, um, or where you start, the network starts to spread throughout the country. We have over almost seventy thousand people in, in people's rights right now. It, it, I just want to hey, uh, oh, go ahead, John. Yeah, I just want to say uh, it's peoplesrights.org is the uh, URL of the website. Peoplesrights.org. That's correct. And, and Ammon, I was wondering too. You, you said seventy thousand. Um, are most of them in the West, or do you have a lot of scattered around the country? I'm, I'm here in Pennsylvania. I'm just wondering. Do you think you have enough people in, in this area, for example, if we needed? We have people that have joined in Pennsylvania, but we haven't uh, organized the areas, the state, and the area. And that's where that's where we need help right now. We need people that you know, that are willing to step up and be area assistants. It takes about five to ten hours a week of their time. So it's significant to be area assistants and to help organize the area. And then we, you know, train and give them the tools to be able to uh, connect and communicate with the people in the area. And so like Pennsylvania, I know there's people from Pennsylvania that have joined, but they're not organized into the areas yet with area assistants. And so they're not really benefiting from it. Until because we don't we do not you know we we safeguard your information when you join, we only allow those area assistants to be able to see, use, and send messages, um, and that way it protects it, but also it's very decentralized as well. Sure, 
Well, we need uh, more people in this part of the country, too, I guess, because what what you're doing with the peoplesrights.org, I mean, this is exactly what's needed all over the country. I mean, we have so many patriots. They know what's going on. They, they talk a good game. They write a good game. But as far as getting out on the street and protesting and making themselves physically seen and heard, we're still lacking. So, I, you know, I, I wish all I can say is we everyone out there listening, if you haven't joined, then please join this and uh, help it grow and become more effective. Yeah, you can join by texting right. <laughs> yeah, ahead, you can answer. join. You can join by texting right to eight zero one two three eight zero one two three, and then text right, and uh, it'll send you. Or you can go to peoplesrights.org dot org, and uh, join there. And again, it's you know it's this is a this is a network. So it doesn't matter if you're part of another organization or part of five organizations. This is a network. It's a network tool. We're not competing with, you know, like Help Freedom Idaho or the Freedom Foundation or the John Burke Society. We're not, we're not competing with those. We're not those organizations. This is a network to connect neighbors together so that they can defend their rights when needed and we're in no competition with any other organization. It's, it's, so it's, we need to be able to come together and, and have the tools to do that. And this has worked. And to be honest with you, I believe their desire to destroy people's rights is the number one reason why they uh, are suing me. St. Luke's is suing me. That makes sense, Ammon. It does. I mean, you, you're like public enemy number one to them now. I put out a, I put yeah, out but, a meme when I, uh, when, when I sent out the, um, the information yesterday. I'm trying to find it. It was a quote from, um, from Mencken. I'll have to. I'll look it up in a, in a little bit. But you're, you're a dangerous man because you think for yourself. You're not a government supremacist. Uh, we, we understand how just intolerable that this government has become. And we just want to be left yeah. alone. Nobody's into violence. You know, and, and they're claiming that you're violent. Really, I, the only person that I know that's more mild-mannered than you are is your brother Dave. <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> He's really yeah, mild-mannered. And they, he is. He you're really a firebrand compared to him. but. Yeah, he's a good person. Yeah, and they took he him really for filming them. They took him from filming them while they were killing cattle and beat him to the ground, sick dogs on him, and then detained him uh, for 24 hours while they interrogated him through the night. It was terrible. And, and you know, we finally get him back, and he's all beat up and bruised. This was at the Bundy Ranch. And this guy, you know, no one could dislike Davey. He's, a, he's the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, and then, they had to, and then they had to flash, you know, grenade him. You know, when he was building his house to arrest him, right. you know, all you had to do is yep. say, hey, Dave, can you come down to the police station? We're going to arrest you. And he'd say, all right, that's fine. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, no, it's the FBI is out of hand. Absurd. Yeah, the FBI, they're yeah, just completely out of hand. And that's why they have all these shows trying to, um, you know, romanticize them. It, it's crazy and kind of polished up. But you know what? I think the Proud Boys trial that's going on now in, in, in Washington has actually exceeded the number of informants that both Bundy trials, the count is up to 50 informants in that trial. <laughs> oh, they just don't learn. Do, do, you remember, I mean, do, you remember, do you remember John Kilman? He was probably one yeah, of my John favorite Kilman, parts. Yep. John Kilman, the fabulous Fabio. Unbelievable, these people that the, the feds send in, it, you know, oh, my God. You know what? It's, it's what unbelievable a, uh, what the American know, people are facing. It is, and you know that uh, Fabio, the John Kilman, uh, <laughs> he ended up being you know part of the reason why the jury acquitted us. They they were they were just disgusted with the FBI uh, and their effort to try to uh, instigate uh, violence, or you know provoke us to be in violence, or act of violence, and then when we wouldn't, uh, it backfired on them, and, and the jury saw that, and and so, you know, the FBI just keeps doing it over and over, but they have to in order to justify their existence, because 
most people won't go to the level that the FBI wants them to so that they can look like heroes. But most people are, you know, not wanting to build, uh, blow up things and, and to cause trouble. And a good example of that is that man that they, I wish I could remember his name, um, that they uh, brought him into their group. It was kind of supposed to be like a, a militia group, and they got him to basically uh, detonate a, or push the button on a on a, a bomb that they built. Right in Utah. Uh, the FBI this is in built. Utah. Remember. Yeah, this is in Utah. Yeah, and so they literally bring this guy in, say that they're this organization. They bring him in, and then they talk him into you know being part of the group, and then they build the bomb, they build the detonator. Then they hand it to him and say, "Okay, now they built him all up." And he's, the guy's not, you know, wasn't that bright a guy in the first place. Yeah. And then they get him to push the button, and then they arrest him. And and then in the media, they say they stopped a guy from from blowing up a building. Yeah, it's, and it it's, was it's them so, that did so it all. Like, yeah, exactly. And J six, you know, insurrection. You know, people touring the right. Capitol. I mean, and, and, and what went on with you were, you were arrested? I saw such a dangerous man. They brought out all these SWAT teams when you were sitting in the in, in the state capitol, in the people's house. What was that about? Yeah, well, we had uh, the governor during, this was in the height of COVID, was trying to pass an immunity bill. So I, I and others went in there and were just going through the process of you know, expressing our distaste for it. And uh, they had a hearing in the Lincoln Auditorium, which is a bigger area, and the hearing was over. I was sitting in it, and they, just to make a long story short, they came in and said the room was closed at 5 o'clock, which is not. Officially, it's closed at 7 o'clock, and they trespassed me. But when they did it, they brought in almost 60 police officers to do it. Well, they've been creating this narrative about what a dangerous man you are for a long time. And that concerns yeah. me. I, I'm very concerned about it, Ammon. You know, if they arrest It is concerning. You, you know, because yeah, go ahead. All they got to do is say I did one little thing and then they shoot me in, you know, because of the narrative that they've, they've spun. That's right. Everybody he was resisting just arrest. It. He was resisting arrest. Yeah. And we thought he had, we thought he was armed. Exactly. Yeah, disgusting. Exactly. Hey, well, we um, we still have a few t- a little few minutes for callers if people want to call in. I know there's some things you'd like to talk to Ammon about. You know that the setup I think at the at the Bundy Ranch was outrageous as well because the um the uh, the U.S. attorneys were at the impoundment, so-called impoundment. Um, in, impoundment doesn't mean shoot the cattle and bury them in mass graves. That's not impoundment. And I remember the BLM agent got on the stand. I don't know if it was in your trial or in, or in tier threes. And she said, oh, we were just going to give the cattle back. Well, you can't give the <laughs> cattle back if they're in mass graves. And then they produced the document yeah. that how much your father actually owed. And in the Center for Biologic Diversity has been crying for years. Oh, Clive and Bundy owes a million dollars. And they brought it out and it was like six or eight thousand dollars. Yeah. It's outrageous. Well, and, and they had people there. It's just lies. And that's why Dan Love waited for you. It's just like Dan Love insisted on you because they were trying to entrap you. Yeah, they wanted us to go over the gate, over the fence, and, you know, we were not going to do that. We, we learned later through the discovery that all of that was a plot. And, you know, thank, thank goodness that, that the good Lord was watching out for us because we didn't fall for it. Uh, but still the same. They were plotting and, and uh, seeking to destroy, you know, a, a, a family that's been on that land since, you know, 1877, when my my family first went into that area. And uh, anyway, things are just backwards, and we are in trouble as a country because we have allowed these uh, people to get above us. And uh, we don't understand our rights or our duties to secure them. 
you know, Ammon. Go ahead, John. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people out there, they would like to do what you do or at least be part of protests and demonstrations and things like that. But it's kind of against our nature. I think a lot of patriotic people, we're, we're not the kind to go running out in the streets like the left wing does so easily. Can you what would you say to people uh, to encourage them to do the kinds of things that you've done? Is You know, it's got to be something that's not easy to do initially, right? Well, I mean, it is absolutely 100 percent you know, against my nature. I was a businessman with a commercial fleet maintenance company and, you know, a couple dozen employees and a young little family and serving my church and, you know, being the guy that I I thought was, I was supposed to be. And then when I went down into the valley, the Virgin Valley there where my father's ranch was and saw literally an army had taken over like in Red Dawn style with helicopters and MRAMs and guards and and attack dogs and and you know every everything that was was like you see in the Red Dawn Hollywood movie. I mean, it shook me to my core, and I it woke me up and realized that I, you know, this isn't the way I thought it was, and I've been on a journey ever since, and and it's just. The reality is, is if we do, do not act while we have power to act, then we will just become a people that are acted upon. And so you, you have to that's get exactly outside right. your nature. Yeah. Well said. And uh, that's just the way. That's the way it is. You have to. You have to become active, and and that's why, you know, we created this people's rights uh, to just get people to be able to come together where they don't stand alone and just start doing. Whatever it is you guys feel you need to do, and uh, hey, hey Ammon, I've got you know, we've on given the phone here. I've got somebody on the phone that wants to say hello and um and, and say some things. It's um Mr. Ken Rhodes from Michigan. Kenny, what do you say? What do you say, Ammon? How are you doing today? Hey Ken, been a long time. How are you doing? Oh, uh, not too bad. Hey, on that movie the other day when they found that Constitution, that kind of remind me of. You and your family run around with the Constitution in your front pocket. I'm surprised on that movie didn't have Alvin Bundy's name on. Well, that was part of the propaganda, you know. Uh, for those that don't know what Ken's talking about, in that episode, the FBI's Most Wanted, they identified the threat that uh, militia members that were slash ranchers, they identified them all because uh, they had ordered pocket constitutions. Well, and we had of course the when the jury came back for the dismissal that um that they were carrying um pocket constitutions the jury in the uh, in the <laughs> tier one case there were that, that oh, your no. brother Ryan had signed <laughs> yeah that was amazing to That's see the jury. jury with the pocket constitution <laughs> oh that was such a slap right. in the face I don't think they're ever they're ever going to forgive us for that no no. Meaning that you have prosecutors in the FBI. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I, re, I got the highest respect for you that of any man I've ever met. Oh, so, thank you, Ken. I still remember. I mean, I was down. I was down right week. I didn't hear you. I said I still remember you coming down off that hill and you, you'd cut your face and arm with a bob wire, uh, and yeah, I fell, you I were down, down there, it. down there in the wash. Right. I, I was right there with you gate when da- Daniel P. Love was trying to get you and your brothers to come over the fence. Yep. So, they, 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 they I evidently thought you were stupid. So. That's right. Yeah, no, I think they underestimated, you know, that yeah, I still did. give credit. To, you know, I give credit to the Lord. I mean, he, you know, I do believe in the, the spirit, the uh, and uh, the Holy Ghost, I believe it guides us and directs us. And, and I believe that it did that day, and we could see what they were trying to do for long before they were able to do it. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they had snipers on the ridge. They, they had, you know, they were stacked up, you know, in SWAT gear, point, pointing at people, saying we've been authorized to use lethal force. I mean, it was out, outrageous. Yes, it was. And, and they'd already said oh, they, 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 they're ending the, the impoundment. They're, they're, they're going to leave. 
I mean, and that people just went over to watch him leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, of course, their, their ultimate plan was they were they were going to come back, you know, or they, they weren't right. really going to leave anyway, but they were just lying. Right. Yeah. I remember I testified in that trial in uh, Nevada. They sent the jury out of the room. I mean, if you're testifying for somebody, why is it the jury's not allowed to hear it? I never did understand that. They did that on me and the guy on Fox News and David Knight, both, I believe. I think there's five of us that they testified, they sent the jury out of the room. Yeah, it's uh, the the court, you know, the way our courts have turned into, it's just a production. It's just a big show. And uh, the jury only gets to see, you know, the show that they want them to see. And everything else and most of the the proceedings happens, you know, outside the jury's um, view. And uh, it's, it's, it's not what people think it is, you know. People say, well, you know, you, you have a right to your, your day in trial, uh, your day in court. And, yeah, but, you know, you're not truly judged by your peers, by, your, by a jury, because um, one, of, one of the reasons is they, they don't let the jury uh, see and hear the whole proceedings. And, yeah, um, for instance, Ammon, it was um, your case started... October 31st or October 30th, I think it was the 31st, and it went to um, December 20th before it was dismissed, your, your tier, the first tier, with you and your dad and your brothers, and, um, and the jury only heard 10 days worth of testimony. That's right. In those two months, uh, you know, you know, know. month and a half, 10 days. Well, well, if we got time, I'll tell you a story about Oregon, and... It was a couple of days before our trial started, and they said, you know, you guys can wear civilian clothing. They wouldn't let me wear boots, but they, they had it. You know, my wife had brought in a suit, and I was going to wear that. And when we got in there, we, we had changed, and, of course, they won't let you have a belt. They wouldn't let have boots or a hat or anything. So I didn't really feel like I was really dressed how I normally would. But we get in there. This is a couple days before pre-trial stuff. And... The judge uh, told the marshals to bring us all up front and line us up. And here we are in our civilian clothes. And I'm not kidding you. Judge Brown come down off her bench, come down, and stood in front of us, kind of walking down the line, literally leaning over, looking down at us from head to toe. And she says, she says uh, yep, you look like you could be not guilty. And from that moment on, I refused to wear, you know, my civilian clothes. It was just a show. That's all that it is. That's all these courts are. It's just a show. She was just, you know, kind of mocking in a way. But but it was just a show. And so that's why I refused to wear, I refused to wear my civilian clothing and wore my uh, gel jumpsuit the entire time in both trials. Yeah, I remember you in that red, red, um, red jumpsuit. Ammon, thank you so much. Thank you, Ammon. Great, great conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Kenny, thanks for the call. Okay, I'm going to keep doing what you're doing. Take care, everybody. Talk to you next week. Take care. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. 
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, 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 truth. I'm getting a 